Cat Disgusted is a show about veterinary nursing. It is not a show about how to cure your sick pet. If your animal is sick, take it to the vet. Don't be a crazy person and use a podcast to cure your puking cat, dog, chinchilla, etc., etc. I think they would tell you the same thing. If they could. Which they can't. Which makes it hard. You know what's up. Take them to the vet. Greetings, ladies and gentlemen. It's time for the best of times and the worst of times in veterinary nursing. What the hell are we doing? Well, it's Chihuahua snapping feral cats flailing all while working with the baddest bitches in the business. I'm your host, Nicole Dickerson, RBT, and this... It's how our week went. Hi. We're back. Um, you know, it's funny. The last time that I recorded this podcast, the, I, I, like, I think I started out by being like, it's gray and dark and rainy. And so we'll just sit inside and do this. Well, today it's all like sunny and beautiful and there are flowers blooming. And yet I'm still inside recording a podcast. So apparently the weather makes like zero impact on whether or not um, this podcast happens, which is maybe fine. Um, So I have to start by saying that, you know, like, you know how a lot of times, uh, I think one of the ones that me and, uh, and Melanie did together, we had this big gross out disclaimer. I feel like the gross out disclaimer, it really divides you guys. You know, there's like those that land on the side of the, yes, a gross out disclaimer. And then there's like this, the other guys that land on the other side that are like, oh, gross out disclaimer. So be forewarned, uh, our subject matter uh, this week is one of gross out potential. Um, the reason why is because I have to dedicate, I decided that I had to dedicate an entire episode to a subject that we do address frequently on this show, but this, this episode is specifically about vomit. There's just been a lot of that going on in the, in the last, in the last couple of weeks, uh, at my hospital and a couple which have been very significant in my world. And then, uh, also kind of like one of my all time faves. So I figure this week, ladies and gentlemen, we will dedicate an entire podcast to the, uh, wondrous and effervescent topic of vomit. Oh, yes. Who else but Mr. Bungle could uh, bring in this topic? So I'll start my story with uh, a story of questionable personal hygiene. Honestly, (laughs) we'll get to that in a sec. Um, We got a phone call from uh, the owner of a uh, a chocolate lab. Now, as as some of you who listen uh, to this podcast regularly know... The uh, Labrador Retrievers tend to be big, 
top five winners of the vomit contest. And not because they're like really good at vomiting in particular, but just because they're the ones who eat all the crazy shit that we have to make them barf up in the hospital. Uh, So getting a phone call from uh, an owner that has questions about her chocolate lab eating something strange is not unusual. What was a little unusual was that the dog had gotten into the bathroom trash. And by getting into the bathroom trash, uh, the owner said that he had ingested, and she was sure of this number, 12 used tampons. Is that really an emergency, was her question. (laughs) And we said a resounding, yes, that's an emergency. Uh, Bring your dog to the hospital so we can barf. What did it happen? Within the hour? Great. Bring him on in. We'll make him barf. So tampons, as you can kind of deduce from the physical, the, the physics of how tampons work, they can be a really big problem in dogs. Uh, I, I remember there was a tiny dachshund when I uh, f- first started doing this job uh, in, in emergency that almost died because it ate a used tampon and it expanded inside of its small intestine and it nearly died. This poor little thing had to have emergency surgery. Even after surgery, it was still touch and go. Dog went home, but it was, it was scary. So a dog that's eaten 12 tampons, that could be a huge problem. I mean, they can expand in their stomach and not pass through the, the sphin- their, their sphincter at the bottom of their stomach. It could expand in their small intestines huge host of problems, even though they're used. So some of their expansion property is gone, presumably. Oh, still a big problem. So, uh, so the dog came in, uh, bouncing around, very happy with his work. Obviously, uh, the owners told us that he actually had just had a TPLO surgery, which is a, a surgery to repair Uh, a ruptured uh, cruciate ligament in his knee. So as he's bouncing around the lobby, I go up to triage's dog and he's like, hi, 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 hi. They're trying to like, it's so funny to see like people trying to control the bouncy dog without like physically sitting on them. You know, they're like, ah, easy doggy. ah." Trying to keep him from jumping around because he still had this bald leg from his very expensive orthopedic surgery. And they're trying to keep him calm and calm, you know, calm and comfy and quiet. And he obviously, in his uh, right, being very well supervised, had gotten into the bathroom trash and eaten all this crap. So uh, I told the the folks, I was like, you know, you're lucky that you brought him in right away because what we'll do is we'll we'll go ahead and uh, we'll induce vomiting and hopefully get them all up, and then it won't cause your dog a problem. And they're like, okay, because like he just had this orthopedic procedure and it was like thousands and thousands of dollars, so we really don't want to spend. Can we just like make him barf and go? I was like, oh well. This is best case scenario. So off we go. So here's me and bouncy, uh, slightly limpy uh, chocolate lab to the to the nurses area to get his IV injection of one of our favorite drugs, apomorphine, which given intravenously will induce emesis in mm, 20, 30 seconds. Uh he, the, it also has, I've talked about this drug before. It's like morphine, but with all the fun sucked out of it. So it's, it does still have some sedating properties, but it definitely, the, the primary focus of this drug in the veterinary setting is nausea inducing. So we give this dog, this bouncy, happy Labrador, his intravenous injection of apomorphine. And we've got our uh, large, clear plastic bag at the ready to catch all the barf. Uh, and of course, he gets that little smile going. And then the drool work start going. And then, ta-da, 
lots and lots and lots and lots of barf, a lot of food because he had eaten dinner afterwards because that's what you do when you've eaten a belly full of tampons is you have your dinner afterwards. Um, These people, can I just say, they really did not want to come to the hospital. They were like, is it really an emergency? I mean, I don't know. Um, We impressed upon them that yes, indeed it was. But I think in their like decision-making process, they like just like went through their normal routine in the house, which was to like feed the dog dinner. Oh, he ate tampons. Oh, he ate dinner anyway. So there was a lot of, which actually is fine. Like if we're going to make a dog barf, it's better as, as some of you may or may not know, it doesn't feel very good to be barfing on an empty stomach. So we'll often actually feed dogs a really high fiber diet, like WD, which is one that we use for diabetic dogs, really kind of fibrous, bulky diet uh, before we make them barf, just because it's more comfortable to barf up something rather than just to retch nothing. So, you know, he barfed up a large amount of material. But the owner had been very specific about the number of tampons that were in that trash. And in our world, that's a good thing for tracking purposes. We don't want to have one left in there. Uh, But I remember asking her and I was like, okay, so we know it was bathroom trash, so used. And she's like, oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. And you know there were 12? Oh, yeah, there were absolutely 12. Okay. And she must have seen the look on my face, like, you know, how you sure it's 12? She said, oh, yeah, no, I know it was 12 because, you know, that's how many were in the box. (sighs) So you had 12 used tampons in the box. Oh, yeah, the box was all shredded up. Oh, okay. So you had 12 used tampons in the box in the... Whatever. Okay, I'm going to borrow your dog. Make him barf. (laughs) I didn't really want to go into it much further than that. Seems weird, though, right? Questionable. Weird hygiene practices of human beings. So uh, the doctor, who I respect very much, she's like, well, we have to make sure that we got them all up. And everyone kind of looks at each other. Hmm. So we got to, so we got to count them. Huh? She's like, yeah, yeah. Count strings. That way you'll know. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Um, But uh, I'm going to need, I'm going to go get a mask. (laughs) So so I went and got a surgical mask because I just couldn't I don't know, something about it being just my mouth exposed to this counting process of used tampons seemed wrong. So I went and got my surgical mask and put on gloves and with a tongue depressor, sifted, went spelunking, as a good friend of mine used to used to put, went spelunking in this dog's barf to count the 12 used tampons that are now swimming in a stew of regurgitated dog food. (laughs) My job is awesome. Well, the good news is I did indeed manage to account for all 12. So I don't know what's more disturbing, that I was able to account for 12 used tampons in this dog's barf, or that this person had a box specifically a box of 12 used tampons sitting in the trash of her bathroom. Like they all went to the same, I don't know. It's just, it's just weird. Is it weird? It's weird, right? Um, so 
hooray, he brought them all up. Hooray, no surgery. Hooray, no other costs incurred from bouncy orthopedic procedure dog. Uh, brought him back up to the owners. And I was like, you guys, rock out. He got all 12 of them up. You guys are good to go. Um, he'll feel a little bit sleepy tonight from the drug that we give for to induce the, the emesis. Besides that, you should be fine. And again, she asked me, again, she says, well, I mean, like, was this really an emergency? Or could we have just, I'm like, yeah, yes. Girl, yes, this was an emergency. How would you, how would you fare if you ate 12 tampons? Like, how do you think that would go for you? <laughs> I was like, you really saved yourself. I know you said you spent a lot of money on your on your dog's knee. You really saved yourself another thousands of dollars surgery is what you just did. And then her eyes kind of went boop and it's like the, the like the the penny dropped, right? She was like, "Oh, man. Okay. Well, cool. We did the right thing." I'm like, "Yes, you did the right thing." get a locking lid on your bathroom trash or keep the door closed. You don't want to get into this again. Off you go into the sunset. Have a wonderful night. So hooray, tampon dog lives to see another day. Hooray, owners don't end up having to spend another $5,000 on their dog who is already healing from his previous surgery. See, I told you, gross out warning. Now, the next story that I have It's actually fairly rare, fairly rare in my day where something gross happens that I'm like, okay, that like, that's the limit. Like, that's my limit. You know what I mean? Like, uh, okay, that's top of the neck, burp, done. Um, This next story was that moment for me. And uh, it's actually, you know what? I didn't think of, think about this until I started picturing these these patients in my head. Same, similar type of dog. This one was more of like a mutt, but was also like a, a kind of brown Labrador retriever mix, like chocolate lab mix. Now, this dog uh, had come to us because it had eaten a bottle of pills. Now, that's not unusual. Uh, for us to get a phone call of a dog that's chewed up a bottle of pills and eaten the contents. Uh, in this particular case, this dog had an anxiety disorder. The dog had separation anxiety, and so it was on Prozac, which is not unusual for dogs to be on. Um, that's a drug that, uh, you know, not so much in my hospital because we don't really... We don't really deal with it with the psychotic drugs in our hospital except for sedation. <laughs> like that dog's too crazy, sedate it. Uh, but for for things like Prozac and uh, there's another one that uh, Clomacalm is a brand name of a of an anti anxiety drug for cats. Um, amitriptyline, that's another one for for kitties. Like those are the drugs that general practice vets will regularly prescribe for anxiety disorders or for um, in you sh- sometimes it's for cats that have uh, problems urinating inappropriately. I remember that. A little out of practice with these drugs, quite honestly. But I do remember one thing about them, which is that we actually prescribe those drugs in animals at much higher doses. Uh, than in people. Now, I don't really know why this is, but I I remember when I was working uh, at my old job and we were prescribing these drugs, a lot of times people will hear the word Prozac and they're like, oh, I have Prozac at home. And then you're like, okay, but the dose size is way different and we don't do human drugs for animals. Like that's just not a a good idea. And they're like, oh yeah, well, what size is the pill? And you say like, oh, it's like a five milligram pill or something. And they're like, oh my God. They're like, mine's like 0.1 milligrams. (laughs) And you're like, well, right. Okay. So don't take your dog's meds then. Maybe it's the other way around. Don't, don't, don't get the bargain Prozac from your veterinarian and then take it. Uh, So 
this dog was prescribed uh, Prozac because he was um, super anxious when he was left at home alone or anxious when he was separated from the owners, like barky, 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 and tear up the house. So uh, the generic name of Prozac is fluoxetine. And so what we were dealing with was a fluoxetine overdose. Or at least that's what we thought we were going to be dealing with was a fluoxetine overdose. But I've personally found the circumstances of this overdose hilarious. And so they had left the dog. So the dog's on this medication, right, because of his crazy. And then they had left the dog at home alone for a period of time. Now, I don't think it was long because they can't leave the dog for very long because it goes crazy. So they let, but they left it for long enough so that the dog managed to like knock his own bottle of pills off the counter or shelf, wherever they were, crashed on the floor, chewed the shit out of the bottle, just plastic, and then ate all the pills in the middle. (laughs) So the dog had in its storm and flurry of anxiety had destroyed the bottle of and ingested all the contents of its anti-anxiety meds. So here comes this dog. Um, Now, I think, I mean, the dog didn't look what we call clinical. Like he didn't look overly sedated. He didn't look like he was sick in any way. Like, you know, kind of trembly, panty, 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 panty. Wearing a harness because he strains against his leash so much that he like chokes himself and coughs. So uh, the we knew that the the owner said that they knew the drug had been ingested within this like you know period of time between this time and this time, but it was like a couple hours. So we weren't really sure if we were going to make him vomit or not because we know that it, uh, like some time had passed. Um, so we contacted uh, Animal Poison Control, and they did still recommend making inducing emesis in the dog because you know they 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 figured there may be. There may be some residual bits of the of the pills in there to get up in case it was a problem. And so they suggested that while they kind of so our our doctor was speaking like, you know, they when we call animal poison control, they have doctors that are on the phone with our doctors making suggestions as to specific treatment protocols for all the drugs that animals can possibly get into. It's kind of an amazing service when you think about it, because you get these vets that are like, have this huge database and they can be very specific as far as what exactly to expect from the toxin. The toxin is in the dose, right? So at what dose, what signs you'll see, what things to worry about. Um, as the, as our doctor's on the phone with them, he kind of like calls over the receiver like, yeah, we can go ahead and make him barf, give him a 0.04 mix per kg of apomorphine IV. We're like right on. So uh, it was a busy day. So I actually didn't speak with these owners directly. It was another tech who was working with me that day who had spoken with the owners and triaged the, the dog back into the nurse's area. And uh, she she needed a hand to, to give the dog an intravenous injection like you usually do, because especially this one, because he's bouncy all over the place. And she's like, okay, can you just hold him for just a second? I'll go ahead and make the dog barf. I'm like, sure. So uh, we give the, the IV injection of the apomorphine she gets me the plastic bag to go with. And then she's like, I got to go do something else. Are you okay to sit with him uh, while he barfs? And then I'll go do this other thing. And I was like, yeah, that's totally fine. Like I'll, I'll, I'll sit with him. It's cool. So, uh, so I'm sitting with this dog, same type of thing. Get the smile, the the drool work start. (laughs) Except that unlike the other dog that I was talking about, this, like some animals just suck at vomiting. Like they just suck. They're like a total, like, like drunk girl, drunk college girl, bad spring break. Just, uh, I mean, this dog, like what came up on kind of like a half wretch, like, uh, 
and then just like water, watery brown, just, just gross. It just starts just kind of cascading down this dog's face, like out of its mouth, over its tongue, dripping off it. I mean, it's that kind of barf where like you can really, you know, it looks like he can taste it. You know what I mean? And I was just like, oh, God, this dog sucks at this. So I had it. And what came up was this, like, like deep brown, like a chocolate dog, uh, like deep brown color liquid. I was like, oh, that's kind of weird. And then, then it hit, like, hits the bag, coats the, coats the inside of the plastic, clear plastic garbage bag. And then the smell starts to waft from this dog's drippage up into my face and it was the nastiest like I thought it was immediately apparent what it was I was like feces feces this is feces and then then so after the drippy drippy as soon as I like recognize oh my god poo eater feces the dog's like and this massive like wad of grass is like what are (laughs) just like fires into the bag and it was it smelled so so funky obviously this dog had like eaten a bunch of grass and eaten a bunch of poo like eating a bunch of poo wrapped up in grass in the yard probably its own poo could have I mean who knows who knows where this dog had ingested all of it but by now it had been stewing in its belly for a while liquefying but the wad of grass was still in there so the whole and of course everybody in the treatment area hears me being all oh And they're like, oh my God, what's going on? Oh my God, what's that smell? I'm like, it's poo eater. He's a poo eater, you guys. This dog's a poo eater. (laughs) And they're like, what's it here for? I'm like, he ate... He ate his own anxiety meds. He chewed up his own. Oh, my God. The whole treatment room just filled with the scent of poo barf. That was, I mean, that was, that's my limit. Like, that was really intense. And, of course, my friend who had left me with this dog to supervise while she went and did another thing, she comes back. She's like, did you see any pills? Did you see a little blue? Oh, my God. What's that smell? I'm like, girl, this dog's a... Poo eater. He's left me with this poo eater, poo eater, barfer water. She's like, well, look at all that grass in there. I'm like, I know, I know, I know. <laughs> Do you see any blue pills? No, girl, I don't see any blue. No, no, I don't see any blue pills. So we weren't successful in bringing up any specific looking tablets. However, we did empty the dog's stomach. So turns out, remember how I was saying before how they get much higher doses of these drugs than humans do? Well, the doctor at Poison Control was like, well, your work is done. It's not going to be, if anything, he'll just be a little bit lethargic, maybe a little bit ataxic, have the owner's monitor at home. It doesn't need to stay in the hospital. Hooray! Off you go, Poochie. Watch out, owners. Don't get any kisses from your dog for like ever, (laughs) ever again. So I got one more uh, story to share with you guys. Uh, this one was the the kind of like, it was weird. It's like an optional barf story, if that makes sense. Like, like there wasn't really anything that would have like probably done any detriment to the dog's health, except that it disturbed the owners deeply what the dog had ingested. And so therefore, uh, we, we made the dog bring it back up, even though it pro- would have been fine. 
in this case, uh, we got a phone call from very f- frantic, uh, frantic younger people that were like, our dog ate a mouse, ate a mouse. We're like, oh, like a, like an alive mouse. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Ate a, who's yeah. The little field mouse. I'm like, Oh, it's probably fine. They're like, yeah, she was, she was playing with it. She was playing with this little mouse in the backyard. And then all of a sudden she put her nose down and she sucked it right up. <laughs> We're like, Oh, well, I mean, she was a wolf. She'd be all right. Is his small dog? And they're like, oh, like 30 pounds. Oh, well, okay. It's a tiny mouse, right? Yeah. Well, it's probably fine. Oh, we just really, I, I don't know. Like, should she barf it up? I don't know. It's just like really, it's really, really disturbing. And so they were freaking out. So we talked to the doctor and they're like, you know what? If the owners really want us to make the dog barf the mouse, we can make the dog barf the mouse. I mean, it's fine. Um, turned out it was a younger dog, healthy otherwise. Cause you know, like making dogs vomit isn't without its own, it's not without a set of risks. And so you, you don't always make dogs vomit. This is a good little time for a side note. You do not always make dogs vomit. Um, especially if, if they have ingested a caustic substance or like a very oily substance sometimes. Um, I remember learning uh, in tech school, gasoline is one of those things that dogs will eat because they're weird. And you don't want to bring that back up because it's a really caustic substance and it can burn going up as much as it can going down. And so uh, they are at risk for esophageal ulcers and terrible things. Uh, another thing, if it's really, really oily substance that they eat, like motor, motor oil or something like that, or like, you know, jar of Vaseline, something like that, you don't necessarily make them vomit because if it's really difficult for them to clear their mouth or clear their air, airways, um, they can have a really bad aspiration pneumonia. And that's a lot of times what you see in brachycephalic dogs or dogs with really short, short faces like bulldogs, French bulldogs, um, even boxers. Uh, they, they can't clear their airway as easily because they've got all this extra flappage of skin back there. You'll remember from our bulldog episode, how it talked about how how poorly they're able to breathe. Well, you add in a mouthful of vomit, not being able to breathe anyway, they're going to inhale part of that. And so when they do that, their lungs get terribly inflamed and infected. If there's, if there's anything that your lungs hate, uh, it's your own saliva and your own mouth secretions in there or stomach secretions or stomach contents. Boy, do your lungs hate that. They hate it. And of course it's filled with bacteria and acid. Yeah, it's all bad. So you don't always make dogs barf. Uh, if it's, you know, if, uh, uh, you know, there's a thing that actually just recently was updated, uh, in, in veterinary medicine, which is that it used to be, it used to be that you could give hydrogen peroxide to your dog and ingesting this hydrogen peroxide would make them barf because it foams in their stomach and it makes them barf this huge amount of white foamy gross. But if they've eaten something bad, then you can make them barf at home by using hydrogen peroxide. Okay. News flash, people. Don't do that shit. It's bad. It's bad. You will hear people say that it works. You will see on the internet that it works. Don't do it. And here's why. That hydrogen peroxide causes esophageal damage. It can cause burns in their esophagus. It's new information because, I mean, I remember giving dogs hydrogen peroxide uh, in a hospital setting when the apomorphine wasn't working. And there used to be this thing about like the effectiveness of giving an injection of the apomorphine and the effectiveness of giving hydrogen peroxide were the same. And so either one is fine. Not true. 
uh, there's it's they actually recently have done a study with a group of dogs that uh, proved that it is likely to cause esophageal ulcers and damage. So no longer do we recommend uh, using hydrogen peroxide to induce emesis. We've never recommended it in cats ever. Um, cats have always been a big risk for for gastric bleeding with uh, hydrogen peroxide. And so they've always been off the list, but now dogs have come off the list too. And honestly, with those short faced dogs, we wouldn't recommend that. Even when hydrogen peroxide wasn't as as much of a no-no, we never recommended that at home anyway because they have such a short face. If they're if there's something goes wrong and the owners aren't able to clear their mouth effectively, then they're they're going to be at risk for aspiration pneumonia at home, and they could have they have have a choking episode that could happen. They have a vagal response, their heart stops. Oh, guys, all of a sudden you're rushing the hospital with a limp dog in your arms. That sucks. So. Uh, long story short, no more hydrogen peroxide. Um, so the dog that was coming to our hospital who had ingested this mouse. Now we'll get back to get back to our original story, which is this dog sucking up a mouse. Uh, this dog was a young dachshund mix and uh, healthy otherwise. So this young kind of dachshundy looking mutt dog comes in the hospital and we're like, of course you ate the mouse. You're a dachshund. That's what you do is... <laughs> chase and eat rodents. Uh, We gave the dog an injection and sure enough, little smile gets going, (sighs) drool starts and boink, there it is, a whole tiny fuzzy brown mouse, completely whole, looked like it was sleeping, (laughs) but wasn't. And uh, success. So we told the owners, Yes, the mouse came up. Now, I personally wanted to, I was like, can I go tell the owners? Because I I had prepared, as you can imagine, I would. I'd prepared a bit of humor for this moment. So when I uh, uh, went and found the owners in the lobby, and they were poor poor kids. They were they a were young, young couple. They were so distraught the whole time. So I came out there and I was like, well, guys, I have some good news. I have some bad news. Uh, the good news is uh, the mouse came up right away and they're like, oh, okay, awesome. Bad news is I'm afraid the mouse didn't make it. <laughs> and uh, thankfully they saw the humor in that. Ha 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 Oh, you guys are great. Blah, blah, blah. So dog went home without much fanfare. I mean, honestly, dogs in the wild, they eat living things. So probably wouldn't have caused any damage for that dog to have digested the mouse. But you know, sometimes we're in the business of making the people happy. And those people, they were very, very happy. Hey, 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 it's the end of the episode. If you've made it this far, you are part of the illustrious uh, gross-out club of Cat Disgusted. Well done, well done. So uh, thanks for tuning in, everybody. Uh, Thanks for listening. Uh, Go to the Cafe Press store and get yourself a coffee mug or an apron or or whatever you like with the Cat Disgusted logo on it. I just got my phone cover, which I'm totally stoked about. If this episode has taught you nothing else, don't come and see me at work. Oh, 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 oh,